Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. So, um, oh yes, yeah, I'm introducing the speaker. We're really fortunate and really happy to have uh, Adi Prush Prabhu uh, here. He's uh, an old friend of mine. Um, he's he's actually from uh, Ukraine originally, and he um, in, in 1999 he and I served together for about a decade in uh, in India in Vrindavan, and he's he's one of those you know like walking encyclopedias. Literally, you know, you just ask him anything about something from the Vedic literature and he knows, he doesn't have to turn on his computer like I have to, he actually knows the reference uh, without the computer. And he's, he's such a good mixture of, well you'll see in a second, but of a, a scholar on one hand and practical minded on the other and uh, humorous uh, as well. A very... Uh, good combination of that, and he's such a, um, uh, I guess, what is that saying? You know that uh, they say that there's that uh, story about wax, that, that um, what is it, uh, how does it go again? That, uh, no wax, right? What is the, what was the English word, though? Sincere. sincere, right, right, sincere, right, that, that the, I'd, um, I don't know if it's a wives' tale, but it's a really good story, that sincere means without wax, sinna means without, and sira means wax, and that in olden times when people would be selling uh, marble, th th sometimes people would cheat, and they'd melt some wax in the faults in the marble, and if it didn't have any of that, they would say, sincere, sincere, no wax, so he's that kind of person, uh, no wax, just a really, uh, Wonderful presenter of Krishna Consciousness. We're so happy to have him visiting us. So please give a warm welcome to Adi Prushri. That's all right. Yes. Thank you very much, Bharat Bihari Prabhu, for your friendly introduction. <clears throat> Uh, from now on, can, it can uh, only go downhill after such introduction. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's hard to either match or exceed the expectations after <laughs> being introduced by a kind friend. You know, this uh, exercise that they uh, frequently do for um, setting goals for your life, that you... That you <clears throat> have to uh, imagine that you are attending your own funeral, and you imagine what you would uh, like to hear. So when you are a speaker in our movement, uh, you hear it's like attending your own funeral <laughs> many times over, <laughs> hearing <clears throat> such nice things about yourself. <clears throat> that uh, you should be careful <laughs> not to <clears throat> actually believe that, yeah, everything is achieved. You are good. You are good. <clears throat> but please uh, do uh, speak in our movement and uh, people will tell many good things about you. <laughs> 
I may ask first, uh, how many, who is here for the first time or for the first time on a Hare Krishna program or uh, on an open house in a Hare Krishna temple? Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Uh, that's the idea of the open house. <clears throat> Thank you for your courage and making it all the way here. <clears throat> uh, that sometimes takes special determination to make it to a lecture like this, and especially with people who have such uh, fashionable haircuts as we do. <laughs> In our talks, we sing usually a little bit before, because <clears throat> this is one of the best yogas. So this age is famous for allowing us mantra yoga, chanting the maha mantra, chanting special uh, mantra, special names of Krishna, and in this way advancing. In this way it helps us um, purify our consciousness. Mantra, one, that, that which trayate uh, liberates or makes free our man, uh, mind. So we sing a lot. <clears throat> we sing before we speak, we sing after we speak. Thank you. you might have seen us uh, on the street singing. So <clears throat> that's our uh, main activity. But when we talk about Krishna, that's also considered, I just checked today, Sankirtan. Sankirtan, uh, Monia Williams Sanskrit English Dictionary defines as full, complete glorification. So when we speak about uh, spiritual matters, that's also Sankirtan. That's also glorifying, that's also uh, the method for this age. Uh, but I will just sing shortly <clears throat> a few mantras. So please, uh, you can see the Maha Mantra there. You can uh, join in in the mantra meditation. It's Kirtan Yoga. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare 
राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे श्रोपा की जय Radharani is the answer to the question written on the blackboard near the entrance. <laughs> so the topic was it's a short version. <laughs> uh, the topic was who can control God. Okay, so those who are in a hurry, yes, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> But probably you, uh, many of you knew before. So <clears throat> in just a few days, uh, we do celebrate this. Uh, this Friday is the appearance day of Shimati. Uh, Radharani. Uh, in fact, this is a very esoteric, very esoteric um, celebration, very esoteric party, and you are invited uh, for Radhastami. <clears throat> Sometimes you have to be in a select circle to know about uh, the lover of some famous person. What to speak about being invited? to the birthday party of the lover of that famous person so we are uh, fortunate to to be invited to the birthday party of god's lover shimati radharani so <clears throat> this is uh, a very esoteric very very secret confidential uh, event occasion and uh, it's a great honor and privilege we see that even some religions or schools which uh, describe god uh, only as um, some either male figure or uh, some impersonal absolute or uh, some uh, higher energy still cannot avoid uh, resorting to uh, some uh, kind of worship of feminine energy we see that um, in uh, christianity basically you can't avoid uh, having uh, uh, madonna virgin mary or or that's very popular frequently or <clears throat> in um, some schools you even have uh, wisdom of god so some mystic jewish tradition they have shekina uh, worshiped so that's a fem- female uh, energy of god uh, in um, islam you see that uh, what's very popular is i understand fatima is uh, the daughter of muhammad if i understand correctly please correct me if 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 Uh, it's a little different but you can see that in every religion there is an an urge a need uh, a natural inclination to see the divinity the supreme uh, worshipable personality not only as a man and not and not only as some energy and not only as some some um, 
absolute impersonal, either person or a thing, but as also a, a, fe a female and male parts. So, <clears throat> in uh, the Vedic literature, this is described very clearly. So we hear from Jiva Goswami that this is the proper way to worship the absolute truth. Absolute mean, means he is complete. God must be complete. So complete means he has everything. So very frequently Srila Prabhupada is saying that if you see something in this world, where did it come from? There must be uh, some source on the other side. There must be some source in the transcendental world. So this world is described as a tree which is growing upside down with the roots upwards. So that's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's a banyan tree. Have you seen a banyan, big banyan with several trunks? Have you seen banyans? Yeah. Sometimes they can be huge. And it's a fascinating tree uh, with uh, many, many trunks. Branches become new trunks. <clears throat> so Bhagavad Gita says that this world is like this banyan tree growing from the spiritual world. So that the roots are, uh, are in the spiritual world and the further away from the roots... Uh, the higher in the tree, the lower in the material world, in the material universe. Uh, sometimes we do feel a little dizzy, don't we? Like ups it, it does feel like things are topsy-turvy and upside down. Don't you? Yeah? So that's correct. That's what it is. <laughs> because this tree is upside down. <clears throat> and we need to go back to the root, to the spiritual root, uh, to the spiritual world. So everything in this world is a reflection, sometimes perverted reflection, of uh, uh, the reality in the spiritual world, of, of uh, what we have in a spiritual reality. There is Krishna Loka, there is Vaikuntha, which also is a very esoteric, very secret subject. So mm, many of us, I mean all of us, are exposed to the idea of the supreme divinity. All of us even even people who are agnostic, atheistic, still we accept at least the laws of nature. At least, right? The laws of nature which control things. And even there are some atheists. There was one a very, very big atheist, uh, Andrew Flew. His name was, he was a professor, and he was a militant preacher of atheism. He was going around uh, on campuses, he was going to the students and preaching strongly, you should believe in atheism. Accept our doctrine that there is no God. There can't be God. Until uh, the late 90s when the DNA was decoded. Who of you have, have had your DNA uh, analyzed? Do you have your DNA? They have some kind of heritage. It's, nowadays it's popular. You discover some uh, uh, unexpected, surprising uh, connections. They st my friend uh, f sponsored my <laughs> uh, DNA uh, analysis and I keep getting letters from that company. Oh, you have a, a fifth cousin in Wisconsin. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Maybe. They don't know for sure. <laughs> so when, uh, so now it costs, uh, it was something like $40, I think, nowadays, this decoding your DNA. And uh, when they just started, it was a billion-dollar project to read a DNA. There's one engineer, mathematician, who says, 
if you can read this, God exists. Meaning that DNA is a program, is a library. So in each cell, we have a library it, uh, with uh, three million books. There are letters and there is a library which describes everything, how to build other cells, how to build the whole body. That's the DNA. So uh, it's a code, it's a language. So maybe some of you are programmers, work in IT, but I, uh, all of us use computers and phones one way or another. <clears throat> so they all rely on language, on uh, some programming languages. So that engineer argues, if you do have a language, there, it means there's somebody who writes that language. Mm? Somebody who is uh, uh, deciding how to assign a meaning to each symbol or code. How to, how to uh, decide, how to give meaning. So then, after DNA was decoded, that Andrew Flew very famously uh, gave an interview and he said, I cannot uh, be honest and remain an atheist. He said, uh, because uh, I, I, it's uh, obvious that there is somebody who has written this library, who has created this, uh, system, this language. And um, it's a very complicated library. So like all of us, you know, we are uh, very evolved, uh, deep beings. Each one of us, each one of you. Even... even uh, a blade of grass out there is more complicated than a city with factories. Actually, just looking out, uh, do, do you have some favorite fruits? Mangoes. It's not mine. You know? orange. 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 Okay. Anybody has peach as your favorite? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I like peaches. <laughs> I think these, these are our Western mangoes. You know, they are juicy, sweet, and, uh, and mango, uh, from the point of view of Ayurveda, it increases heat. So in, and, and they come in summer, and if you eat too many mangoes, you get heat, uh, uh, this pita, pita dosha problem. With, um, unless you soak them in water for three hours, as... Uh, expert uh, Indian uh, people will tell you. <laughs> it sort of brings out a little, little fire out of it. So, <clears throat> whatever your favorite fruit is, uh, does it smell well? Your, your, your fruit, does it have a smell? Is it sweet? Does it have a variety of flavors? And you, just, you can just imagine that uh, that little thing, a seed, or a DNA has created it out of dirt. So we speak about Vaishyas, farmers and, um, and um, merchants. So basically Vaishya is somebody who turns dirt into gold. Literally. And, and actually it's more expensive than gold. Like if you have some oils, it, famously some oils are more expensive than gold by weight. Yeah, it's one gram of one gram of um, uh, ro rose oil or um, <clears throat> aguru oil, that Krishna's aroma, uh, costs uh, much more than one gram of gold or one ounce of gold. Forget about ounce, it's a lot. <clears throat> and it's produced from dirt. So you can see grass. 
takes dirt and turns it into protein, turns it into chlorophyll, produces oxygen which we breathe. How is it not a miracle? If you had to do the same thing, give you some, some dirt, if you give you some dirt and tell you produce a peach. <laughs> I mean, uh, no matter what institute you have, uh, we are trying, but still, <laughs> it seems not successful. Not successful without uh, the help of the supreme engineer, without the help of the spiritual energy. But these uh, seeds, the grass, the peaches, the bananas, and mangoes, for those of you who like mangoes, they turn dirt into sweet, juicy, aromatic fruits. Same dirt. Isn't, it, isn't this a miracle? Isn't this a magic? Or flowers? Do you like flowers? Uh, do flowers look nice? Do flowers smell nice? They come from dirt also. It's dirt. And then you put one uh, library uh, in a seed. There's DNA. So there's a library. Uh, all technology is described there. And then, then if there is life, spirit, spirit, spiritual energy, then it goes to work and turns dirt, it collects, goes into earth and collects from dirt all the necessary uh, chemical elements, combines them and produces a beautiful flower. Like you can see on the altar, we have uh, flowers, yellow. Dirt is dirt, right? But then from the same dirt, some flowers are red, some flowers are yellow, some flowers are purple. Isn't that a miracle? So that Andrew flew, he, he couldn't deny. He said, no, I, if I'm to be honest, I can't de deny anymore. I can't. Maybe I can't accept the um, Christian idea of God, but some God must be there. Some intelligence, somebody must, some, some uh, creative uh, influence must be there to order, to turn chaos into order. <clears throat> so, uh, Vedic literature, which, is, uh, which has survived in India till today, there are some unbroken, unbroken chains of uh, teachers which uh, preserve uh, the Vedic texts, they describe. They describe uh, what is there beyond, uh, on the other side of this, uh, behind that root of the banyan tree. Some of us want to be, become free. Some of us want to be free from suffering, free from control, free from... Everybody wants to be free from something. Sometimes some people want to be free from loneliness. And they adopt some process to become free. However, what do you do after you are free? What will you do for the whole eternity? So the Vedic texts, they describe the world where the supreme engineer, Krishna, uh, exists for the whole eternity with, uh, the, uh, with a bunch of his devotees. A bunch, I don't know. A lot of his devotees. There are uh, infinite uh, living entities, infinite living entities, and we can have infinite relationships uh, with, with Krishna. So he is absolute. He is the supreme personality uh, of God. He is the absolute personality uh, source of all variety we see in this world. And yoga 
means to reconnect and also rise above uh, the mon uh, mundane level of uh, just running in circles. So a human being is not satisfied uh, with uh, running in circles. And very frequently we uh, are offered the idea that you work for what? To eat. And why do you eat? So you can have strength to work. So you work to eat and you eat to work. Not satisfactory for a human being. We, are not, we want something outside this circle. Hmm? Uh, we want something higher. Many years ago, Carl Jung uh, declared that after, the, after humanity has rejected God, depression is inevitable. If you don't have a purpose, uh, we are depressed. If you don't move to some, uh, in a meaningful direction, depression is inevitable. So if, after throwing out God, we have lost some goal outside the circle. I always, in this point, I always like to tell a joke about little Johnny uh, refusing to eat bread and butter. And did I already tell it three times here? Not three times yet, no, maximum one time. So I can repeat this <laughs> a joke about Johnny, uh, who is exhorted, uh, um, his mother, mother tells little Johnny, eat this bread and butter. And he says, mommy, I don't like bread and butter. He says, no, no, please, you must eat it. He says, mommy, why should I eat bread and butter? He says, because if you eat bread and butter, you will grow big and strong. Mommy, why should I grow big and strong? If you grow big and strong, you can work nicely. Mommy, why should I work nicely? If you work nicely, you can earn your bread and butter. But mommy, I don't like bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's materialistic life, you know, running in circles. <clears throat> um, so we <clears throat> earn, earn and earn to uh, buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. <laughs> How can it make you happy? <laughs> no. So there is, there is a higher reality. There is a higher reality and Veda describes it. So there is Krishna. So he is, uh, some, in Sanskrit, it's called Shaktiman, Purusha, God. But sometimes, you know, when we hear God, as soon as we hear God, we have some kind of a reflexive reaction that, oh, that's what my grandmother was telling me. And uh, I was not, I didn't agree with, with her on all points. By the way, you know, uh, this uh, phenomenon, how do you know you're getting old? Uh, you know you're getting old when you realize that almost everything your parents told you is correct. <laughs> that means you're getting old. <laughs> you're getting, getting over the hill. Hare <laughs> Krishna. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, that was a joke. But the philosophy is that uh, we are not about just following some tradition. And when we say God, we mean Krishna. So our society, you, can, you could have seen, is called International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And Srila Prabhupada was said, who knows who is Krishna? Why don't you call it for, God, for God's consciousness? 
for God consciousness. But then he said, no, no, uh, people have r different conceptions about God. So therefore, we, we will say Krishna, and then we should explain <laughs> who Krishna is. We will explain. So Krishna uh, has a transcendental form. He's a transcendental uh, absolute personality. So sometimes some uh, transcendentalists or spiritualists think that spiritual life means no form. Why? Because in this world, form limits us. Uh, so if my um, right hand is here, then it's not here. And if I am here, I'm not in my bed, in my room, for sure. However, that's not true about spiritual form. It doesn't limit. It's, it's transcendental. It's beyond this uh, simple space. So it's, not, it's spiritual. It's not limiting. And he has spiritual pastimes. He's uh, Sachit Ananda, eternity, knowledge, and bliss. Eternity, knowledge, and bliss. <clears throat> I think none of us would object against eternity, knowledge, and bliss, especially when they come in this package all together. Bliss and eternity and knowledge. So that's Krishna. Eternity, knowledge, and bliss. So he's God. He's the source of everything. And Krishna is uh, the sweet aspect of God. God as he is for himself, so that's, so we can be part of his secret party, you know, for select. There are some, there are many planets, he has many, he's absolute, he can expand unlimitedly. So he has infinite planets in the spiritual world. Uh, and uh, there are many planets where he is in a very majestic form with uh, uh, divine symbols of power, <clears throat> And he's glorified all the time. But Krishna is a very uh, special secret form. God. So, Srila Prabhupada writes, <clears throat> describing how Krishna is compassionate. That's one of Krishna's qualities. We have a seminar here about 64 qualities of Krishna. So, quality 32 is compassionate. So, Srila Prabhupada says <clears throat> that Krishna is very compassionate. Therefore, instead of offering obeisances to Krishna directly, devotees offer obeisances to his compassionate nature. Actually, because Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is very difficult to approach him. But the devotees taking advantage of his compassionate nature, which is represented by Radharani, always pray to Radharani for Krishna's compassion. So therefore, half of our mantra, again, it's an open secret. It's a secret, but it's an open secret. So Prabhupada says, uh, we, half of it is Hare. And how does Srila Prabhupada explain? This is Krishna's energy. So Krishna and Rama, all attractive, source of all joy, that's Krishna and Rama. But half of it is Hare. So Prabhupada says this is an address to Srimati Radharani, O energy of Krishna, please engage me. Please 
you know, engage me in that loving service to Krishna. That way, <clears throat> she controls Krishna, and Srila Prabhupada says another amazing thing. He says, I can be uh, the rascal number one, but if I want to serve Krishna, reconnect with Krishna, Shimati uh, Radharani will say, Krishna, he want, this person wants to serve you. Please accept him. And Krishna, he says, Krishna cannot refuse. So that's compassion. Com the compassionate nature of Krishna. And half of our, of our mantra is her name. Secret, secretly, in a secret way. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Comments, questions, discussion? I see two, three, three, four, four. We try to alternate between men and women. Okay, uh -huh. so we alternate. Uh-huh. Okay, going, going, going. Who is the first? Uh, uh, ladies, anybody has? Uh, ladies, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Pala Gabriel was the fir very first. Hare Krishna. So, Madan Mohan, often show Prabhupada translates that relating to Cupid. Closer. Uh, Haribo. So, you gave a translation, but often Chol Prabhupada uses Cupid in that translation. So you want to... I can kind of see the connection, but maybe you can clarify that a little bit. Thank you. So why... <clears throat> Chol Prabhupada says Cupid, I said... Um, how did I say? Lost. Right? So, Cupid... As you know, that's a Roman god of love. No, not Roman. Yes, Roman. Um, no, that's Greek. Greek. Cupid and Roman was Amur. Right? Correct? Yeah. So, uh, Srila Prabhupada basically sort of borrowed uh, that um, name from the Greek pantheon of demigods. But not everybody knows. Like, even we are not sure. Is it Greek or is it, is it uh, uh, Latin, Roman? So therefore, uh, sometimes I think that it's um, more obvious if we use the meaning of that name. Because Madana means maddening, and that's the name for lust. So Prabhupada says Cupid, <clears throat> but some, sometimes uh, we don't know who, who is Cupid. Yeah, so if you know, good. But if you don't, then yes, that's uh, the deity of lust. Deity of lust. Cupid makes you mad. Pardon? Cupid can make you mad. Can make you mad. Yes, that's what that's his that's his uh, task. Yeah, with 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 uh, he's, he's the son of Venus, right? In 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 the Western in the Greek pantheon. Okay, thank you. Then. Uh, Then you, I don't think I was next, but 
Hare Krishna. Some people say that Hare refers to Narayan, Bhagwan, Vishnu. So, and I think if I understood you correctly, you said references to Radharani. So, can you please explain the discrepancy? A question on grammar. So, in Sanskrit, you have a vocative case. Vocative. Vocative means when you address somebody, uh, it's like saying, hey, Andy. You know? In some languages, you still have this. Uh, some languages retain it only for God. You have this vocative case, only for God. Uh, like, for, for example, Krishna, independently, is Krishnaha. Krishnaha. There's Visarga at the end. But when you uh, say, oh you Krishna, oh Krishna, sometimes Prabhupada uh, puts O in front to indicate that this is evocative case, this is an address. <clears throat> so then it's Krishna without the ha. So in vocative case, as an address, when we address both Hari or Harihi and uh, Hara or Radharani become Hare. So therefore, from, the man, from this form itself, it's hidden. And even Gaudiya Acharyas, like Srila Jiva Goswami and some others, you can see they will uh, give both translations. We have maybe seven different uh, translations of each of these names in the mantra. And they will also say that it's uh, uh, an address to Hari. So it's a bona fide, it's okay, it's, it's a correct translation. However, <clears throat> uh, the uh, Sanskrit of Vedic literature is characterized by its depth. In the West, we have been trained uh, by, uh, we all have connection to the Roman Empire, and the biggest export of the Roman Empire was its law, legal system. And law means everything has to be unambiguous, only one meaning, only one meaning. So all the contracts, you know, have to be written in such a way, you cannot interpreted different, in different ways. So we are frequently under that influence. However, in the Vedic literature, you can see that the more meanings you can draw from a verse, the richer is the appreciation and relish, uh, relishment taste for that uh, piece of, for that art. So we know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, from one Atmarama Shloka, he gave 61 explanations. So it is in itself enough to put you in trance. You can just take one shloka and and just uh, you know be the whole, there's a whole universe in it or half the universe. So in the Hare Krishna month, so there it's not considered a defect. It's considered an ornament. In Greek also it's called amphiboli. Amphiboli means you you give uh, uh, some. It's a trope. It's an ornament, poetic trope or, or an ornament where you have more meanings than one, and it's beautiful. Humor is based on it, uh, poetry is based on it, metaphors, comparisons frequently, it, it, they are based on several meanings. Uh, so this mantra is also is, uh, very sweet in that it can have a very official formal translation that, okay, you're ad um, uh, listing different names of Krishna and Narayana. But, and it's given even by our Acharyas in Gaudiya Sampada. But uh, the same Acharyas, Gopal Guru Goswami, <clears throat> who is expert in the Holy Name, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and Jiva Goswami, they also give the more 
esoteric, the deeper meaning that actually uh, this Hare comes not from Hari but from Hara, uh, Radharani. And we see our Srila Prabhupada, that's how Srila Prabhupada translated, that we address uh, all energy of Krishna. Please, Thank you. by your mercy, your compassionate nature. So Srila Prabhupada is Vrindavan Basi, right? So he's bringing always this uh, side and he is initiating all of us into that uh, is, is initiate meaning uh, makes us privy, privy. he uh, confides in us he confides in us uh, about these secrets it is esoteric Kunti Deva says it's for uh, uh, only for Paramahamsa say, uh, saints so since in Radharani can control Bhagwan Krishna himself uh, in Vrindavan, the normal greeting is Radhe Radhe yes. rather than anything else. Yeah, and you come to Vrindavan, that Tulsidasa's uh, line, Tulsidas came to Braj, Vrindavan uh, forest, and he was amazed. He said, here every uh, leaf and blade of grass vibrate Radhe Radhe. And if you go to Vrindavan, you will say, uh, good morning, or thank you. They will say, no thank you, rather, rather. <laughs> we are trying to be more respectful, you know, uh, it's Krishna's uh, beloved, uh, it's, it's his uh, uh, lover, so we are sometimes trying to be more respectful, so we say Hare Krishna. But Srila Prabhupada did, does say that uh, in his, when he was in Vrindavan, somebody would knock and say, Swamiji, Radhe Radhe, and he said, I would reply, Jai Shri Radhe. He glorifies that about Vrindavan. That everybody, that's the greeting. If, if you uh, want to be slightly more respectful, considerate, then you say, Jai Shri Radhe, or Jai, you know, this way you are not taking it too cheap. Thank you. Yes? Hare Krishna. Jai Shri Radhe. <laughs> In a few days we, we are having a big festival. And, uh, yes, one more question. Yeah, one more question. Andy, you oh, you had? Andy, yeah. We had Raj Kumar and Guru. Oh, you had? Yeah. Yes, not me. I, I didn't notice, yes. I just had a question about the Maha Mantra. Uh, it should be not only mind freeing, my understanding, but should steady your mind. So I notice myself some days, even I wake up early, perfect time to chant, I chant, but it doesn't seem to settle my mind. So. What could be going wrong there? I mean, how long do I have to wait if I don't feel like it's steadying or doing something to my mind? Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's a science and an art, and mantra is what we do. What we do. Kirtaniya Sadahari. But it's also very important how we do it. So therefore, uh, Shri Mahaprabhu says, uh, with uh, uh, pridelessness, with humility, with respect, with tolerance and patience. Also we, uh, we have discussions, so we read who is Krishna, who is Srimati Radharani, what do they do? And uh, uh, this way, as we will address Radha Krishna, we will have a substance to the to that address that these are not just only sounds yeah. these are names of the absolute truth and there is Radharani there is Krishna 
So therefore, it will uh, help us focus. It will help us develop a higher taste. So Prabhupada famously says, yoga doesn't mean minus, just minus material thoughts, minus disturbances. That's a negative path. No, he says, yoga means plus. It, it's a play of words, because in Hindi, yoga means sum. No, arithmetic sum, plus. Yeah? It's sort of a play of words. So he says, yoga means plus. And especially in bhakti, you have plus Krishna, plus Kirtan, plus devotees, plus uh, Bhagavad, plus uh, stories, plus philosophy, and plus wonderful food. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> is a good way to end. <laughs> yes. Hare Krishna.